And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is September 14th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me we have Derek Condent, we have Mark Joseph, and we have Yasmin West. And I'm going to um, quickly read Yasmin's bio so that we can introduce her. Yasmin West has a bat. <laughs> Let's try this again. Yasmin West has had a balance of both left and right brain interests her entire life. As a professionally trained accountant for over 20 years and practicing metaphysician for over 15 years, her view of both physical, both financial abundance and the study of energy entwine in a dance with each other to bring a practical, grounded approach to metaphysics and a less intimidating, softer approach to the study of finances. Over her years of experimenting with energy, Yasmin has developed the belief that nothing is ever impossible. It is simply the limitations of our mind and the creeping doubts that create blockages towards manifesting the life we would prefer to have. Now more than ever, she believes energy workers of all kinds must step up to bring in a powerful new world that fosters a mindset of love and abundance. The future of humanity depends on it. Both Yasmin and her husband, Robert, have stepped up to the challenge of providing a concrete way to bring in a better world through the creation of their businesses. Yasmin is currently available for Reiki healing sessions and financial coaching services geared towards those who choose to apply their energy work skills towards becoming a master of money management as well. Robert is currently working with his 20 years of international business contacts to develop his passion of a green energy solutions company to solve some of the environmental problems humanity faces. Together with their business's background and open-minded approach to the energies of Gaia, they hope to bring in another to bring in other piece another piece needed in the puzzle of building a better world for the future. Sorry about the stumbling there. Um, so, Derek. Would you like to say hi to Yasmin? <laughs> yeah, I would. Actually, welcome, Yasmin. We're thrilled to have you here. Um, that's exciting. That, and good morning, Mark. Uh, we appreciate you setting this all up. So, no, this should be a, a really interesting show. Thank you. I've uh, been a longtime listener, so I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> and you and Mark know each other because essentially that's how we ran into you was through Mark. Well, you've been a you've been a fan of the show for quite a while, but Mark, I, actually, I'm going to just turn it over to Mark Derek because he's got some questions for her, and we'll let let them just play out those questions and you know then take our own notes. Is that okay? It's not like Mark doesn't have his podcast footing already. He's a, he's a veteran now, so absolutely. <laughs> Great, thanks everybody. Thanks for having Yasmin on. Um, yeah, so. One of the main reasons why we have Yasmin on here today is because she's housing and um, working with Eagle, which is the um, Cloudbuster Shungite device that Walt Silva made. Walt um, at NewParadigmTools.net um, has a bunch of uh, advanced energy devices, a lot of them uh, using Shungite. Um, and so she's been successfully applying uh, Eagle. Uh, to California and Nevada. Um, so I guess the first question we could ask her is, um, how did she first find out about Shungite and specifically uh, Derek's store? Okay, well, um, it was 
back in 2014, I believe, where I had gone to a workshop at a metaphysical shop and the Shungite just happened to come up in conversation and a couple people there had a piece and I couldn't explain it, but I knew it was something I had to have. <laughs> so um, I bought just like a small tumbled stone and a pyramid and um, kind of started doing my research on Shungite from there. Um, I was originally purchasing more for water purification from a vendor in Russia, but I started having problems with um, getting my shipments. It would, they would just, stuff would disappear. And I know Nancy has talked about that in the past was happening. Um, and then I stumbled across Nancy's YouTube channel um, a couple of years later and just really felt guided to purchase Shungite from her. And then when Derek took over the store, um, I continued to buy from him. Um, what were the some of the uh, proofs or bullet points that stood out for you? Like some of the highlights that, okay, this is different. This this Shungite store versus any other ones online or in person um, that made you um, a repeat customer and just uh, the uniqueness of the energy that was, you know, that um, cosmic reality, Derek Store Mystical Wares, that whole family. <clears throat> Um, really just the love, care, and appreciation that everyone at Cosmic Reality had for the Shungite. And, you know, it really just wasn't a product. It was um, just something very special that they everyone worked with. And um, I, I could feel it in the products when I got them, honestly. It it definitely felt different to me. Oh, and I guess we also should have probably started with your bio, um, some of your social media and uh, websites where people can get a hold of you. Um, uh, if you have any, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, uh, services, you know, for um, the description that was given in your bio. Right. So I've, I've, just started um, offering this. I mean, I've been a practitioner of Reiki healing for a while. Um, I'm a Reiki master, but um, I had pretty much just done it for friends, family, and pets. But I feel very strongly with everything going on that um, traditional Western medicine may not be available much longer or you know we'll have challenges uh getting that type of care so i felt the energetic healing would be an option for some people that can't get western medicine care and um also because of my financial background and kind of how i my view of money i it's um Yes, there's a certain, you know, 3D component to it, but there's also a specific mindset you have to have to 
get control over your finances. And that's something that a lot of people in the metaphysical community struggle with, unfortunately. So I felt, again, with everything going on, that people may have some challenges in this area coming up. Um, so I decided to start that and it's, uh, www.thereikiaccountant.com is how you can get a hold of me. And I also have a Facebook page, which is just Yaz- Yasmin Del Rio West. Great. So, um, I guess in, in relation to the, the finance thing, I mean, and we talked about this when I was there in person, um, I guess we could get into that later of, of like me driving up the Eagle to, for you to work with it and, and house it. But, um, cause you know, lately this week, this month, this year where, uh, what do you call it? Um, we're seeing this transition and, and, you know, the other show cosmic reality has always been talking about that with the Inelia Benz reference of going into, uh, a parallel, um, breakaway civilization of the next, you know, the next phase of all of this. Um, like some call it the golden age or the destruction of the old and into the new and high, high frequency beings. So, and, and we're becoming a bridge for a lot of people, you know, uh, the old and then into the new. And so, uh, the most obvious, uh, examples of that is, is the medical field, but we're seeing, like um uh one of the schools here uh <clears throat> is is short staffed with teachers because of people who got the shot and so we're seeing that um kind of transition happening and and so finance wise how how have you um, I'm wondering um helped people or maybe your your vision of bridging this old and new society that's coming up and um maybe some examples of that Sure. Well, um, yeah, so, I mean, I've seen it kind of in my own life. Um, Both my husband and I, we kind of have this lingering threat (laughs) of uh, how much longer we'll be able to be employed. Um, And, you know, part of me feels like, that can be transmuted if we make that decision to do that. Um, but I, I also feel like I need to be of service. It, it's not just about me anymore and whether or not I'm going to be okay and my family's going to be okay. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are not very grounded right now, very um, worried about the future, whether or not they're going to keep their job. Um, so, I mean, part of the vision that I have for what I've started is to, you know, have that Reiki healing available to kind of calm them down and then, you know, help them to shift their mindset and, uh, come up with solutions, you know, just innovative things. I mean, I, I see... I see all kinds of opportunities available to us. Um, there, there definitely is going to be a split and, 
with that, there's going to be tremendous opportunities. I mean, just with the example you gave of the teachers, I mean, they can start doing, um, they can open up their own business with, um, you know, coaching students that, you know, maybe their parents aren't able or willing to do the homeschooling themselves, but um, they can hire a tutor to get that done and control kind of the curriculum a little bit more as well. So I, I really, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities out there and there will be. And so that part's kind of exciting, but it's also very, very scary because you look outside in the world and it, it really does look like gloom and doom, but I, part of my metaphysical training has taught me you, you just you kind of have to put the blinders on and say, okay, this is what I see right now, but it doesn't have to be. And uh, we just need to look for solutions and move forward. Yeah, this has been, a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, curious research for me because um, one of the doctors I listened to is Dr. Pam Popper. And she says, you got to get your, your children out of, out of school and go homeschool because What's happening with children is abuse and torture in the schools with the constant mask wearing, the psychological effects, and that these school admins just follow what government tells them no matter what and for, for money. So that's why we're seeing a lot of viral clips in, in, the, in this country of like the, you know, the um, school council meetings and just really inspiring speeches, with whether it's in the city council or the school council. But um, let me see what was the other question. Oh, uh, so in working with, with people, I don't know if, if there's like a financial aspect of the informed consent where uh, that you've, you're seeing up, up in your area, because this is one of the main topics we talked about um, in person, um, where, you know, people transitioning and any issues with that successes, um, you know, because I like to count the, the victories no matter how small. And that was a big um uh, theme last year with Barbara Manessas, the kind of like the, the Shungite whisperer of of the watchword of victory. Um, <clears throat> so what what have you been seeing in, in your area? Any kind of specific examples? Because, you know, we have some places where when they try to sue um, uh, schools or even hospitals, then they back off. But then we're also seeing, I think that deadline was October 1st for... <clears throat> many uh, medical staff that they're going to be walking off. And there's that viral story in New York City where they're not delivering babies because they just didn't have enough staff because of people leaving for not getting the the jab. Um, so from, I guess, a financial view in even, you know, highlighted or personal, not personal, but uh, um, useful um, approach What what can, from what you've been seeing and hearing and helping people out with um, overall. Well, I, I mean, just off the top of my head, I, I um, you know, I've always been someone who kind of preferred alternative healing modalities, and um, I, I have a naturopath that I see, and, you know, their book of business is just booming. <laughs> and um, like I said, there's, there's opportunities out there. We just kind of have to shift our thinking. Um, so definitely like an out of work nurse, um, could easily do 
you know, home visit cares or telemedicine. Um, so, and I'm starting to see more and more of that because um, the current structures are so stressed and crumbling apart. Okay. Um, thank you. So getting back to Shanghai, um, and you were mentioning Reiki, have you been able to use Shanghai to amplify Reiki or see um, Shanghai or even other modalities that, that has helped enhance it? I definitely. Um, and I, I kind of came into Shanghai before I started my Reiki uh, studies. Um, so I, I feel like the Shanghai kind of, put me on a path. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been very transformative for me. Uh, the, the first thing I started to notice was um, definitely stronger manifestation abilities. Um, I just started clearing out my thoughts. I become much more clear in my thinking uh, blockages as far as, um, you know, what I, thought was possible or wasn't possible. It, it really helped to transmute all that. And so definitely I've, I've always got my little silver Shungite pregnant on me when I'm doing my Reiki sessions. And I feel like that's important and it definitely helps amp me up. Are there any kind of specific examples you can give um, <clears throat> where you used Reiki and Shungite or just Shungite itself? Um see what questions yeah uh to get you know uh, optimal results with friends or family any noteworthy you know highlights um so um yes <laughs> a very powerful example um so after the paradise fires um my we my mom lives up in that that area and so we we were kind of on the front lines of all that so we we knew everything that was going on and we were keeping up with that so after the fires there was this very very heavy energy in that entire area people just kind of wandering around like they were lost um it, it just ver like a feeling of being completely disconnected, not knowing what to do, just because, you know, the paperwork to get things moving along took some time. And in the meantime, they're just, they were, it was very apocalyptic to watch. <laughs> it was, it was not good. And so I started bearing Shungite grids all around the ridge area and, um, you know, I was getting this out there to the spiritual communities up there and just telling them, you know, okay, I'm gritting the whole area. And, you know, they probably thought I was a little bit nutty, <laughs> but I didn't care. And I, I can see, you know, it, it did take some time, but um, definitely I could see the energy come out of that uh, really dark, heavy, lost feeling. And um, now I, I feel like you know, the community seems it's cleaned up. It's, it's growing, you know, really beautiful 
foliage and um, it seems like it's really kind of turning around into something positive now. And I can see it in the people as well. They've, the Shungite there has really helped to heal them. Yeah, um, that's that was one of the things that fascinated me with with that whole thing of the the fires over the years and Deborah Tavares, uh, <clears throat> really journaling and and her information becoming worldwide. Um, I don't know, have you ever found her information useful and uh, you know just just to to what you've been seeing on on your end and experiencing? I have listened to her a little bit. Um... Not recently, but um, my perspective, I, I really, some of the people, you know, they, they don't always offer solutions and um, there's a lot of presenting of a problem, but not how to transmute it. And a lot of uh, people don't get the metaphysical side of it either. Um, so I, I really feel like gosh, you know, we're just kind of in an initiation to bring in that new world. And um, so I think a lot of people, such as everyone here, understands that. Um, but um, so I, I try and focus on just, you know, being aware of what's going on out in the world, but not, um, not focusing on it too much because I do feel that that kind of brings our energy down a bit. Um, so obviously we need to know what the problem is to be able to address it, but also kind of move forward from there. So I I don't listen to too many folks. (laughs) Yeah, I do agree with you where, she does have good reporting in, in as far as the details of what's been going on and some of the stuff behind the scenes, but the solution stuff has been, you know, it needs that balance. And so that's always been my uh, take with her a little too much, I guess, fear porn and just not enough like, okay, how do we deal with this, this, and this, and this kind of thing. Um, but I, I did like her take on primary water that <clears throat> California does not need, or they're not having a drought. There's, water everywhere just under the underground um and and then she actually is more uh has more updates on odyssey that's like another kind of youtube thing but uh what was i going to ask yeah i i did listen to her um reporting on primary water and i thought that was very interesting as well and just as a side note, <laughs> you know, when I make my trips up to my mom's place up in Megalia Paradise area, you know, driving back, you know, the Orville Dam, it's full right now. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's, that's good to know because people think are, are beginning to think, you know, uh, uh, Northern California is a fiery wasteland. You know, you have that fire season thing. Um so how, how many years has, has this fire thing been going on? It seems like it, it it's a regular thing. And uh, what's your overall take on the fires? Like, is it a directed energy weapon started or like arsons? Uh, what, what's your whole take on, on everything of that? So it, it's interesting because I am a native Californian. So is my husband. We were born here. We love this 
state and uh, we want to see it restored to its former glory, which is why we're doing everything we can to not flee it. Um, and about the fires, it, it seems like they didn't, they weren't really an issue until about, oh, I, I'd say about three to four years before the Paradise Fire. So the Paradise Fire was in 2018. So I want to say around 2014 is when they, God, it, you know, it it's hard to say, but it, it almost feels like they, somebody wanted to turn this into an industry. Um, you know, we, we have Cal Fire, which, you know, they, they do great work putting out the fires, but, but it does seem like, you know, they come in as soon as the fire starts and, and they don't really start addressing it right away. Um, they put together their staging areas and, you know, the fires just go on for so long. Um, the Fair Paradise Fire took over a month before it was put out. Uh, this last Dixie Fire, they've, you know, with the help of the rain, uh, they've finally corralled it and it's almost put out. But that started July 14th. And it was approaching a million acres burned. And I had no doubt that if I hadn't done the work that I had with the Eagle, that thing would probably have kept going towards the Oregon border. I mean, they had no control over it whatsoever. And so it, I don't know. I, I was actually curious if Nancy could use her remote viewing skills to kind of get a read on what's going on because it does feel somewhat planned. Um, we, we start to hear stories about, people being arrested that were starting fires and I, I don't know if this is people who are just mentally ill or if they have some other nefarious agendas it's just a lot of chaos going on so um it, it's hard to say it's hard to say right now but it's definitely not normal I, I grew up here my entire life we didn't have this problem Yeah, it, it just seems like, I don't know what the bracket is, um, fi quote-unquote fire season is like, what, July all the way through October? What, what's what been like the time frame, uh, you think? Well, it, it can go through all the way to November because the Paradise Fire started November 8th. And we had had, we had gone through the summers where there were some fires, but that was the real big one for the year. Um, so yeah, it can start anywhere from June to November and you know, that that's horrific. I mean, that's frightening for people who live in these, you know, beautiful wooded areas to be in fear. I mean, I, I have a coworker, she's, you know, she lives up in Auburn and she's like, I'm, I'm just sick of it. <laughs> you know, She's considering selling her house cause she's sick of, living under the constant threat of fires. And um, again, I, I don't think it, there's, there's something to this because it, I've been here my whole life and we didn't have this problem. And, and we also had droughts, 
you know, I remember, you know, 10 year drought cycles in this state. So yeah, something's, something's up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't think I can, uh, that remote viewing, I, I'm not up to doing that sort of thing for a lot of reasons, but, uh, Derek might have, uh, more of a handle on it, but you were talking about the changes in the fires and I'm just wondering if it doesn't have something to do with 5G. Because when you put out that 5G energy, you actually cause a problem in the trees. Because the trees are feeling under attack. So they put out more, uh, it's like the turpentine, it's, it's the, the, the same kind of, the same chemistry of turpentine. I'm trying to, think of what the technical term is it but it's a it's a buildup of turpentine like um a chemistry in the trees because that's what wards off pests and other things and the trees feel like they're under attack from the 5g but they don't know what it is so they put this turpentine type of stuff in the tree which causes the trees to virtually explode when they're encountering some kind of a, of a, a ignition, and uh, I'm just wondering if Derek, do you think that the the five G could be spread so far that it could actually be affecting the uh, the flammability of the trees? Oh, definitely, and I've actually kind of pulled back from even, and this is just my own personal. Um, uh, level of it, but on 5G. So I'm just talking energies now because if we limit ourselves to 5G, they'll say, "Well, I, I took down that tower, so it's all gone now." Or you know, having an effect. It's more energies now. So yes, 5G are part of those, but it's overall energies. Oh yeah, definitely heightens it and the combustion level and all of that. And there were so many players involved. And actually, going back to a little bit of Yasmin and uh, Mark, they're talking about starting the fires. If we, uh, you've heard stories about an individual doing it or technology or this that. It's everything. It's all the above um, on on that aspect of it, on what's actually triggering them. But yes, definitely the frequencies can heighten the combustibility environment of the trees, where you can kind of say, and I'm just making up that term, um, but it, it will do that, definitely. Anything can, I've had that in my house, Nancy. Remember a couple of years ago, we talked about my um, power meter on the side of my house actually got up to 3000 degrees and lit my house on fire. Um, and it wasn't just from the power, but the wood around it from the energy being um, just kind of sprayed from the open lines, got into the, the structure of the house and kept the heat going. And that was with firemen out there and FLIR devices and all sorts of things. Um, so, no, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, one of the things... Just, I'll... Sorry. I'll go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to mention, my, my husband's actually listening. He's in the chat window right now, and he wanted to say that they the government actually stopped the CCC program where they were um, making fire breaks, and they used to have watchtowers as well. So, yeah, it, it's I think it's just uh, the perfect storm of a lot going on. Yeah, I, it's really timely that we're having you on the radio today, what with the last day of the recall. Um, I guess we could ask your take on that. Well, I, I, I don't think it's any secret that um, I, I definitely want this guy out of here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think um, 
I, I just had a friend of mine, an energy worker, text me right before the show and said, you know, we we got to make this happen. You know, we just to even have a fighting chance at this point, um, we need to place our intentions and our focus to um, getting this guy who just, I mean, it, it's beyond corruption with him. He's, he's smug. He, you know, he, he looks down upon us. And, and I know that's um, nothing different for any politician these days, but you know, because we're in California, it's really in our face. And um, yeah, today is a very important day. And no matter what you hear in the news, no matter what you hear in the polls, you just need to put that intention out there that we're going to win this one, no matter what they try. Yeah, that's a good perspective, because, you know, I'm in some telegram freedom groups and, and no local ones, and you know, I'm, I kind of get caught up a little bit in. Okay, so we need to prepare just in case he wins. I mean, with the last year's election and then the uncoverings from even before the election and this year, just the layers of stuff going on. And even yesterday, Woodland Hills County, like seventy percent of the people who went in to try to vote, their votes were already casted. And Dave Rubin reported this on Twitter, and it was just like. But yeah, like 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 you said, like what Anelia says, where we got to focus on positive and uh, vibe tribe and and be with those that are pushing things forward. What's what's your um even from a Reiki perspective, Shanghai uh, energy worker view? Like how how do we stay in a to be in the right timeline? You know, to make things happen that we're gonna win. Um. Well, it, it really comes down to kind of grounding ourselves out. Um, and obviously these days, nobody has time to do the two hour meditations <laughs> like the monks do, but, you know, just take five minutes in the morning to ground yourself, um, throw up, throw up some protection around your aura. Um, obviously if, there are other Reiki practitioners out there in the audience. You can send Reiki to this situation for the highest and best good of all. And um, that will definitely help. Yeah, it's a big day. I still need to go to the, the polls um, and, and, and do my part. I mean, it goes beyond that, of course. That's just one, one aspect. Um, and it's nice to see Walt in the chat room too. He's been very helpful talking about uh adventures of um what is it? Eagle Girl and Rain Boy raining on the parade and uh getting the weather genies together. Um <clears throat> so no going back to the fires thing, like I'm actually gonna post that there was this really cool uh, viral clip. When was it? A year ago? It seemed longer than that, but the the comparison of Blade Runner, the recent one, the new one with San Francisco because of that, you know, uh, um, what was it? September of last year, they had a completely orange SF and they put the Blade Runner music over it and the drone was going over SF. It looked like that dystopic kind of thing. Um, and then for me, I had, <clears throat> I was in Southern California a couple of years ago, a few years ago where, you know, the fires were going on. I think it was November too, like you said. And um, one thing they didn't report in the news, even local, this was just through, um, on some social media thing where the fires went through some nuclear facility 
and <clears throat> burned major parts of it. So what was going up in the air was nuclear ash. And so I got sick, obviously, coming back. This was before I found Shungite, so I was glad that I found Shungite early 2019 because um, I knew I needed to find something to combat radiation. Um, so going back to that with Shungite, like, uh, what are some uh, usefulness you've had with that, even with, like, water, house use, um, even coming up with your own application uh, that, that has, you know, had results with it? Well, I, I'm a bit of a Shungite fanatic over here. <laughs> so I, I definitely all, the only water I drink is Shungite water. Um, and of course I've, you know, I've got the resonator here. Um, I have pyramids on top of selenite, you know, when I'm working from home, they're actually, uh, all around the room that I'm in. Um, and, um, yeah, just, uh, of course, the stickers on the phones. And, you know, at first, my husband, he thought I was nuts. <laughs> yeah. I was like, here, this has to go on your phone. Don't ask questions. Just do it. And um, I've, I think the only reason he and I are grounded and can see through all the BS is because of the Shungite environment. Uh, that's just my my real honest opinion on it. Um, one of the uh, big Shungite videos in, in, in um, cosmic reality world is, is the uh, video of, of uh, the RN, the nurse showing the, you know, blood in the microscope before and after a cell phone and then with a Shungite sticker and an increase of stem cells. Um, what are some of the noteworthy health effects um, that you guys have experienced with, with Shungite S4 and the various things that, um, you know, you have at home? Uh, well, my personal um, success story was um, I was getting chiropractic adjustments and then I got the S4 pendant with the silver and I I wasn't needed. I didn't need to get adjusted as often. And I was making really good progress there. So that was definitely something I personally noticed. Um, blood work. I, I mean, you know, obviously there's a diet component to it as well, and I'm not perfect there, but um, for the most part, a lot of my blood work has improved. Um, and you know, I also combine it with the Reiki, so there's that component as well. But um, I, I did heal my um, my thyroid problem through the Reiki healing, wearing the Shungite, and making some small tweaks to my diet. So um, those are my two success stories. And and my husband, he may not admit it, but he he has really opened up spiritually ever since bringing Shungite into the house. Great. Thank you. Um, let me see what else I was going to. Oh, so one of the things that Walt was talking in, about in the um, chat room was about Inela Benz and, and the idea of this, the split 
and that this was um, agreed upon before birth. Uh, wondering what, what your take is on that, as you know, the split is widening further. Uh, I know it's beyond fear porn and hope porn, but just just working with the locals and the transition into the new world, um, you know, energy workers, you know, and, and also some of your friends and like how we're widening the bridge and how some people are, are being, you know, left behind. What, what's been not just your experience or just what you've been seeing and hearing from friends. Gosh, it, it's been quite a show to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, that, um, so yeah, I've seen people who I really honestly thought they were kind of a rebel personality have gone completely one way of drinking the Kool-Aid and others who I, I really thought would be part of more of the going with the crowd and they are actually questioning things and um, getting involved and, you know, trying to make a difference. Um, it, you know, I, I think and this is starting to be recognized more and more. And I, I see that as kind of confirmation of what the messaging I'm getting is true and accurate is that, you know, this is, this is not about stuff, physical reality. It's, it really is a spiritual component. And unfortunately I, I have um, people that I, I've seen in my personal life that um, they chose to get the shot and, you know, that's fine. I've, I'm not going to begrudge them that, but I, I kind of see their light dimming. You can actually see it. You know, it's not just about the physical um, side effects. They, there's something definitely different about them. And I, and because of the situation my husband and I are in at the moment, I, I also had to reconcile my own fears with, uh, Oh my God, you know, if I if were forced to get this shot, you know, what's going to happen to us. But um, I, I have to reconcile that fear as well. And just like the people who have chosen to get the shot, they need to reconcile their fear with the virus and, um, we just, we have to get out of fear to move forward and get that new reality going. And, uh, but there's most definitely going to be a split at the current area where I live in. We're, we're actually very fortunate. It's, um, it's more of a conservative area, but you know, I know we're in a senior, um, senior facility here. So there's a lot of people that did get the shot and um, people who actually believe in it. So it's just going to be part of what we have to live in. And we have to learn to accept one another and what each other's choice was. Um, But uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch how things kind of peel away if they peel away or if we figure out a way to come together and uh, live amongst each other. And um, 
I honestly thought, you know, and that was some of that fear porn coming in was, you know, all these people that got the shot, they're just going to keel over, you know, six months from now. But I'm actually not seeing that. I mean, I, I have some people that I know personally that um, they had heart attacks two, week, two months after they got the shot. Um, I have a coworker. Her father is on his third stroke now. Um after getting the shot, I think he got it like four months ago. Um, so there, there is some of that, but, um, again, going back to intention and working with protections, um, you know, with Shungite doing what we can to cleanse and purify. I, I think we can also transmute that as well, as long as we start moving out of the fear. Yeah. Um, so what have you seen as far as locally or even talking to people online, some reversals of, of uh, the shot healing wise transformation, any successful um, like for me, not me, but uh, it's it's a I'm fascinated with trying to find different modalities or ways to to um, counteract this. And one of the recent ones I found that's really helpful. And Jordan say on Telegram has been really good with this. Uh, so if anybody's on Telegram, you could do a keyword search of like chlorine dioxide um, and his name. But the Japanese study was published back in um, or, or he posted about it back in like March or, or late spring, early summer that chlorine dioxide can be used to combat the spike protein. And it's basically oxygenating the um, body. And so uh, he called it CDO, chlorine dioxide or MMS um, Master Miracle Solution. Um, so people can check that out. But And I think there was another one, um, dimethylglycine, that Radio 5G played um, with uh, Mikovits, um, which is actually, I think it's B15. There's a cool article about B15 being a natural cancer prevention. And this uh, nutrient, which you obviously you can't buy anywhere, and FDA banned it, you can't, is, is found in, in natural foods like... Uh, Whole, what was it? whole grains, brown rice, um, apricot kernels. Uh, I, don't know, I, I guess I'll post it on chat, but it, it's um, – w- what have you been hearing as far as with locals and, and uh, uh, even with, with – has Shanghai been useful in any way with, with um, helping people, you know, get back to some kind of uh, um, um, grounding or balance? Even with like the shedding transmission thing too, like just overall, uh, and like you, you mentioned it, where Shanghai did help with amongst this. I mean, it, it's really, um, I guess, what the Chinese call unrestricted warfare. What's going on? But yeah, just just your take on, um, you know, this thing we're at. <laughs> yeah, I so. It's interesting because um, my mom and she's, I believe she's listening to the show right now. Um, she chose to take the shot and, you know, again, she had her specific reasons for doing that. And I don't shame her at all for doing that, but um, I, she didn't have any immediate side effects and she does have a number of health concerns. So I've, I've had Shungite on her property 
uh, ever since, you know, the Paradise Fire, I just gritted that puppy up. And um, I, when Ger- Derek did his gifting of the S4 Nuggets, I, I purchased one for her as well. And she has that. And um, I, I feel like the Shungite kind of helped shield her and protect her. Um, and, and I know there's been some controversy as far as, um, who's actually getting a real shot and who's getting a placebo, but, you know, from an energetic perspective, maybe, um, maybe she got a placebo so it wouldn't harm her and the Shungite helped to bring that in. So there's kind of that aspect to it. And I know there's been, um, I think there's, uh, Oh, I should have put that together. I didn't think to do it, but, um, I think there's like a boron protocol that you can use for the shedding. And it basically kind of makes you kind of like Teflon so that nothing sticks. Um, I did that for about a week and a half just because I know where I work and we were coming back from working from home. I did have some concerns about the shedding um, and the fact that pretty much most of the people in my office have been vaccinated. So I, that was a concern for me. And I, there were a couple days I noticed um, I had bloody nose, a bloody nose. And I don't know if that was due to the shedding or just, you know, that it was dry out and I hadn't had enough fluids in me. But um, I did do that boron protocol, and I I can send that to you guys later. Um, And that that took care of it, Um, but I haven't continued that. I've worked on really transmuting through the fear that I was going to catch something, (laughs) and that seems to be holding, so... Great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what is it right here? Yeah. So like, especially with, with, um, what was it last, last week where the president made an announcement basically declaring war on everybody <laughs> that, that I think Mike Adams was talking about in this Friday podcast that, Oh, this is, this is helping us get more, you know, supporters and, and, uh, um, people on our side, and, and sure enough, you know, you had like 28 plus governors in the country like, no, we're not going to follow this. And then they're going to do lawsuits and all that stuff. So it was definitely a big shift. I don't know if, if you not just felt it, but, you know, after that announcement, it was just, OK, is this just like a script he's following? Or I mean, what's your whole take on that? Because. Um, what was it? Um a lot of it just seems like a preparation to, to make people wake up. I mean, <clears throat> you know, when this whole thing with the passports uh, started, you know, you see the ripple effect from Paris to New York City to SF. And then so what's been happening in, in New York City and in France is going to happen in SF. You know, people aren't going to go to these places anymore that require a passport. And I really like their their uh, France's approach of rebelling. And then that meme this week, that's that's going viral of like yeah food trucks are just park in front of um 
uh, restaurants that require vax passports and then go from there and have our own like picnic protest in front i mean what's your whole what's your take on on that whole thing you know i i love all of that that's going on and that just kind of goes back because you know i feel like you know what when these announcements come out they're they're just designed to just like completely jar us take us off our center and get us wrapped up in fear and you know fighting with one another and so if we can just and and i'm guilty of it too <laughs> you know newsom makes an announcement or you know biden makes an announcement they they're just gonna throw something down on us um you know i'm like hey <laughs> wait a minute here and but um but then i have to remind myself calm down there's a way through this i just need to find it and i think there definitely is a shift of more people doing that and i i love that um what seems to be happening is not as confrontational um you know protesting is great but i right now i i feel like it can also work against us <laughs> So, um, you know, as, as far as, you know, the big crowds, you know, being kind of confrontational at like the capitals, but, um, the more that people can kind of vote with their dollar, like France having the picnics out in front, I, I saw that photo. I thought it was great. Um, and that's just a completely, um, innovative solution to really make a powerful point and um obviously those businesses were staring out their window and saying you know this is all the business i could be having if i hadn't uh submitted to this and but it's not doing it in an angry way it's doing it in a very creative way and i i feel like the more and more we can do that, you know, and, and it, I does seem like it's shifting more and more that way. And that's going to be the way for us to go and to win. I want to just jump in here for a minute because on Sunday I went out, you know, I've got a neighborhood problem and essentially some people want to take this five square miles of residential area and make it into a new city because they need they want jobs so they want to uh to change everybody in you know, 35,000 people change their their where they're where they're living even though they never moved by putting it and making a city around it so <clears throat> we go out and we got these uh list of apart well list of addresses and it turned out that they had sent us in, in this huge list uh, to apartment to two buildings in an apartment complex, and it was really a nice apartment complex and a lot of buildings. I don't even know how far it extended. And it's uh, I found out while we were talking to the people, it's low income. So technically, these low income people, you know, you would think that well, they, they're not really concerned about the rent because it's subsidized in a way. So when you're going out there and you're saying, well, you know, they're going to tax us, like they're going to at least four times more taxing, at least, if they even could pull this thing off. But um, and it would rent, the rents would go up. But they weren't concerned about that. That was not what, what 
what what got them motivated into listening to what we were saying. I finally realized what it was, and I we had taken a, one of the big signs, you know, the yard signs, with us, and so when we could get them to not even open the door, I'd stand back so they could look through the door <clears throat> at this sign, and I'd say to them, "Do you know anything about this?" No. And it was the fact that they had not been told about an election that would change where they lived. They would be from a residential you know, area, unincorporated Dade County, into a city. They had not been even informed that there was an election. And these people, a lot of them are islanders, you know, from Haiti, Dominican Republic, from Cuba. A lot of people who really, truly came to America for freedom. And the response that we got once they realized that they were being shafted, that they were the ones that should be notified of the election. In fact, only the owners were. Only the owners. And so we, as owners, said, we found out that you'd never been informed of this, that this is happening, and that's why we're here. Well, they would listen to us, but they got it. I mean, the fact that they had had their freedoms, the freedom to be a, an active participant in your government's fundamental construction because of the people that you can vote in. Now, even the concept of the construction of a new city, you know, really made them mad. And when we look, we, we would leave, there was probably 50 doors we knocked on and maybe two dozen people actually, you know, talked to us. But those people got angry because their freedoms were under attack. And I think that this is the key to everything, is that it's the freedoms. we got to turn our eyes back to what are you taking away from us? You know, the freedoms are going in, in, in big clumps. And people say, well, you know, we're okay. Well, Germany thought they were okay, too, back in, you know, before World War II. They had all of the freedoms that we have, we had before the Biden administration came in. All of those freedoms were taken away from the German people, just like they're being taken away from us, and you know what the results of that was. So we are at the top of the hour, so I'm going to play... Um, Craig Stewart, Shungite, and we'll be back in about three minutes.
together to create justice for each and every person. And welcome back to the Shungite Reality Show. It's September 14th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, Mark Joseph, and Yasmin West. Um, so Dolly says she's really enjoying you, Yasmin, from chat. <laughs> Dolly from chat. Thank you, Dolly. <laughs> um, I think we should, um, if you guys don't mind, let you start talking about the eagle because I'm really interested in... You know what it what, your experience with the eagle, um, and I don't know. I mean, we probably should have Walt here on the show, but Walt um, made the Cloudbuster, which is based on information from primarily Wilhelm Reich, Doctor Reich, uh, from he, well, he in the fifties he was very active with doing organ accumulator boxes and also the Cloudbuster. And the Cloudbuster is essentially a artificial device to connect the, make a natural connection that had always been here before we went high tech and electromagnetic crap all over the place that disrupts everything. Gaia had uh, a system in play where there was a communication between the sky and between the 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 Earth. I know he's in chat, Dolly. I'm just not going to bring him in right now. If he wants to come in, we can bring him in. But I want to see where this this conversation goes. Okay. Um, so you've got the 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 link between the 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 Earth and the sky to communicating, so that oh Earth say, saying that they got uh, not enough rain. Okay, so we got to make some rain, and it was a natural communication. I mean everything in nature was communicating with everything in nature. It just was the way that things worked until we started mucking around with it, with, like I say, the continual layers of technology that we have on it. So Wilhelm Reich um, and Walt uh, both had the idea of, of being able to make this communication in an artificial way by generating an energy circuit between the earth and the sky. It's called a cloud buster. When Walt got involved in it, he, he he always takes things a little bit further. He and that's true with any energy worker. You work with what you learned, and then you see is there more. And this is what was happening. But then he got shungite, and of course shungite changes everything regarding energy devices because, like, if you've got an organ device, one of the things that Walt points out is the organ device. After a bit, the organ becomes, let's say, saturated and won't move. It's dead organ. It's just not moving right because it's just the nature of that particular 
device and organ. But when you add shungite to the mix, shungite, because it's being, the, the energy that's propelling it is really coming from the quantum field, the we call it the quantum field, the, the you know, the, the, the 90% of everything that is, we're only 10%. Everything you see in the universe is only 10% of what it is. There's 90% of it is in what, what is referred to as the quantum realm. And so it's being fed by the quantum energy, and it does not wear out, it does not tire out, it does not need cleaning, it does not need recharging once you've got shungite in the mix. So... He, he had built his cloud buster. He built a number of them. They were around. And then um, I, <laughs> I told him I wanted one because I was tired of dealing with these floods. So he builds me one. But the thing that I had that he didn't have was I had nectar. And nectar's a long story, but it is another energy source that was the first one that I got involved in that of, of massive, I mean massive capabilities, and um, it was given me downloading, you know, channeling, whatever you want to call it. It was given to me. And we I didn't know what I was making, but I made it. Uh, you know, take a gallon of water and, and put these gem energies in it. And it was like not just the stones, but sometimes they wanted elixirs. I was into gem elixirs at the time. And put this all together and stuck a big rod in there that has a, a laser crystal on it, quartz laser crystal that is the biggest one I've ever seen. And it just showed up in my pocket, this laser crystal. I was at a um, the first big old crystal place, crystal fair that I was at. And I'm talking, I was there every day for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, learning as much as I could from the vendors and I mean, just the, it was the biggest one I've ever been to, even though it was the first one. And I learned so much. But what I'm walking around with some other people, and all of a sudden I realized I, I stuck my hand in my pocket for something, and I go, "What the hell is in my pocket?" And I pull pull out this crystal, and I said, "Well, where'd this come from? Does anybody remember seeing this even?" And nobody had remembered seeing it. I mean, would I pick it up and put it in my pocket? I don't think so. But it, how did it get in my pocket? But anyway, that was what charged the uh, the gallon of water into nectar. So it, we could take the nectar charge and we could put it into uh, different different things. But the one that that seemed to be the was the best one was uh, talc because at the molecular level, the talc molecule is actually like a double tetrahedron. Uh, you know, bases together like a diamond thing. It's it's just like the perfect battery for energy, and so I had I found the nectar. I found a whole big container of the talc powder didn't even know I'd had it that's 20 years you know and I uh, told Walt about it and I said well I'm, I'm gonna put some of the nectar in the in my my uh, eagle so I added nectar to the eagle and the change in the eagles energy level was profound so then I packaged a bunch of it up and I sent it to him and so he's been putting nectar in with the shungite um, in, in these energy in these energy devices, now my 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 eagle, um, it, it's doing its thing. I mean, it, it does weird things. Like I mean, I've I've was having a party. I come out the door and I go, why it's raining out? And they're going they're under the awning and the tables are under the awning. And I'm going it's raining out. And they're going yes it's raining out. And I said. 
well, it's not supposed to be raining out. I said, I've got a party here. So I turned around and I yelled at the eagle, Eagle! <laughs> and it stopped raining. I mean, within a fraction of a second, it stopped raining, which was probably more coincidence than anything else. But everybody's sitting there and they get this really stupid look on their face. And I said, did you see that? And they all were like shaking their heads, yes. And one person said, oh, yes, I saw that, (laughs) you know. So it is very responsive. It does do, I could go on with other examples, but it is very responsive. And then... um, Walt built one for uh, Massachusetts, somebody in Massachusetts. So now there was three of them out there, mine and Walt's, because he added the nectar to his, and the one in Massachusetts. I think he probably had it for the Massachusetts one. I don't even know. But then Mark wanted one to help out in California with the fires. So he, uh, he gets one. And these are expensive devices. This is a lot of stuff that goes into these things. They are expensive. So I I was impressed with, and we've told you, you can go and you'll find out information about making etheric doubles so that you can actually energetically take the pattern of of the eagle and use it for your, wherever you are. Because the key to it is, is that the eagle is a tool. Like all of these energy devices, they're tools to guide and help us understand the manipulation of energy which is magic and that's so that's what we're engaged in here we're all learning we're all trying to uh observe and make you know really kind of like critical detailed observations of what's happening around us when we're dealing with these energy devices so mark gets the energy device called the eagle but you have to be able to put it in the ground and have a direct conduit to the to the sky. And in the place he was living, he didn't have that option. So he talked to Yasmin, amongst others, and she said, oh, I'll gladly house it for you. <laughs> and uh, so I want to turn it over to you, Yasmin, because you have been one of those people that when I was re- you were giving us reports on what were happening, I really appreciated the your ability to observe and to see different things that could be happening and then address those. Well, is this what's happening? What do you think? You know, so I just want your take on it because I I found your uh, your reports to be very detailed and very informative. Well, thank you, Nancy, and um, yeah, I. I just want to give you some feedback and absolutely that Eagle was listening to you when you told it to stop raining because <laughs> it, it, um, I kind of had a similar experience, which I'll go into. Um, so I, in preparation for this, because it, it was just, it was happening so fast and there was a lot going on. I actually went back through all the emails that I sent and the Facebook posts and I, I came uh, up with a list of everything that sort of happened. So I don't get it too jumbled because it was a whirlwind (laughs) for me. Um, So um, it took a total, I went back and looked at the dates and it took a total of 13 days to bring in the rain, which 
I thought was kind of interesting because Walt shipped it out on the 13th. Um, then um, I, Mark came and he delivered it up late Sunday night and um, it was August 29th. And so the very next day on August 30th, um, the skies were still very, very smoky. I mean, they've been that way for months. And, but when I went out and um, just kind of introducing myself and my energy to the eagle, um, I immediately felt like ley lines had gone all down connecting all the eagles that are currently in place. And um, it, it was just something that popped into my mind. And I, I know that's, you know, usually my intuition talking to me. So that that's when I had emailed the group and um, Nancy, thank, thank you. You were able to actually confirm that. So um, that was interesting right off the bat. Then the very next day on August 31st, there were clear blue skies by noon. So I was like, wow, okay, we, we can breathe. <laughs> We're not constantly breathing in all this smoke. So after that, I, I kind of, I wasn't sure how to work with it exactly. And, and I know there was some back and forth between the group. We were trying to come up with a good intention for it. Um, but I think around Saturday, September 4th, we had, we had all agreed on a good intention for me to start working with. And so that's when I just started going out. I, I would actually hold the poles in my hand and I, I would ground myself out and I would, just give the eagle gratitude, say, you know, thank you for just enough rain. Thank you for just enough rain. And envisioning that um, to put out the fires and water the crops and uh, just just really help California right now. Because um, the fires, you know, <laughs> they were well out of control and uh, didn't look like they were going to put them out anytime soon. And so I just kept working that with that and by September 8th so that was about four days so by September 8th is when I started to notice more cloud formations come into the sky and you know I know you're not familiar with the California area but you know this time of year we as of recently we typically don't get rain <laughs> so it's like from June to September, sometimes well into October, we we don't get rain. So just the fact that clouds were coming in was significant to me. And so, you know, I was trying not to get too excited and let the doubts creep in. So I just, I kept working with it and setting that intention. And then on Thursday morning, September 9th, I noticed a lot more clouds in the morning when I was leaving for work. And um, September 9th actually happens to be one of my friend's birthdays. And she is somebody who loves the rain. <laughs> 
And so she lives down in West Sacramento, a few miles away from me. And um, so I think it was in the evening when I got home, I saw a very large dark storm rain clouds forming. And um, I, I went back into the backyard with my husband and we just started gazing up at the sky and we started to notice it. And my husband's going to argue with you on this. <laughs> he thinks now looking back on it, he thinks, you know, maybe we were, we were just seeing things, but um, we, we were gazing up at the sky and we began to notice what I, what we both believed was some sort of craft moving in a circle over our house at first. And then it started to move side to side and back and forth. And I was looking at this and he was looking at it too. And he just blurted out, are you seeing this? (laughs) And so that, that kind of makes me feel like we, we weren't misinterpreting anything. But um, I, I just, you know, kind of said, oh, well, maybe the aliens, the good aliens are giving us a boost and they want to help us, you know, make something happen with the eagle. And he was like, OK, let's go back inside and watch some TV. <laughs> if the aliens come, they're welcome. But um, so we went back into the house and we watched a show. And then I later came out uh, to send more gratitude to the eagle because I I knew this energy was building I and I knew it was coming I just had to keep working with it keep setting that intention and um I I was sitting we have kind of like a little circular uh deck we call it the meditation deck and so I was just sitting on there and just giving it this gratitude and I said thank you for just enough rain thank you for just enough rain And almost immediately, just like what you had experienced, Nancy, we got, um, I I got just like a little light sprinkle of rain that just kind of hit me as to say, hello there. (laughs) And um, it just, it felt very much like I was interacting, like, on a very personal level with the eagle. So that was very cool and it just lasted for about 20 seconds and then it stopped and then so I I went back into the house and I was kind of puttering around getting ready for bed and around midnight is when some harder rain came and um then we got the thunder and the lightning and um I believe, I mean, I had gone to bed, but I believe it had rained through the night. And then when I woke up the next morning on Friday, and this was September 10th, that's when I shot those two videos, which I've put on the Shungite Facebook group of, it was a decent rain when I woke up in the morning. And then I went out and I expressed my incredible appreciation and gratitude to the eagle for bringing in the rain. And then it started raining harder. And so I shot a second video. And it, it, it was like it just, 
instantly responded to me and it, it just was so powerful and humbling at the same time. And, um, one of those experiences that really kind of shakes you in a good way. So, um, that was super exciting. I also learned that at the same time I was doing this, my friend who lives in West Sacramento on her birthday on September 9th, she shot a video where she, she made it rain as well because she wanted that for her birthday. So, um, we, she and I are very much connected. And, um, so that, that made sense. That made sense. And then, so on Saturday, September 11th, I actually logged on to the U S forestry service. Um, they have a Facebook group and they usually break it out in different, uh, areas of the state. And they, they had dug in some hard fire lines and they had acknowledged that the rain definitely helped. And it wasn't until later that I found out that the rain basically hit pretty much all of California. I mean, it hit went over the Dixie fire, which was approaching 1 million acres. It, um, it went over the Caldor fire, which was the one going up to Lake Tahoe. So I think that one was approaching 300,000 acres. And um, I think there were some more spot fires. And obviously it rained where I was in Lincoln and where my friend was in West Sacramento, which was a little bit further south. Um, I'm not sure about the Bay Area. I'm not sure what happened there. But, um, yeah, definitely lots of rain. And it was a pivotal point in getting those fires under control. So that, um, that's my story of the Eagle. And I, you know, I still, you know, it's mind blowing for me right now. It's still, and, uh, I, I know California needs more rain. So I, I'm going to, you know, work on those intentions again and get it back online so we can get our crops watered. But, uh, I mean, it, it's just a very humbling experience and awesome. And, and happy and excited. And I'm so, so honored to everyone at Cosmic Reality and Mark for making that drive up here, you know, late Sunday night. He had uh, another event he was supposed to go to, but he got caught up in traffic and, you know, he just came up here anyway. And so I'm, I'm very grateful to you all and um, for making this happen. And it does feel bigger than me at this point. Um, it feels like, you know, with those four eagles in place, um, we we can extend that good positive energy out to help the entire country. I put up the promo for this week's show, and anybody who is not listening, not on chat or listening live, it will be the promo picture that you can get through if you go to the tab that says radio just let it drop down the list and go to archives and get this week's shows and the picture will be there in the podcast you can if you've got description just click on the one that says show photo um but you know so you see the different types of of uh eagles because they're not all the same uh walt found because walt works specifically with 
okay, we're going to build an eagle, and um, then he connects with his guides and asks the guides, okay, what what minerals do we put into the base? The base is like a resin base. So he's, he's asking for each different mineral that he's got to, you know, okay, is this going? Yes, no, yes, no. So each one is specifically designed for the area that it's going to, or maybe the person, but I suspect more like the area. And he had different um, lengths to the to the rods that go up out of the resin. They're they're connected into the resin, and then the rods, the copper rods that go up. He made he made them different sizes. He was being told, I think yours is like five feet. Is it? I mean, is I know it's much taller than mine was. Um, so, but so these are specific to the area. Now, when. Mark was on his way up there to, I think he had actually, I think it was like, I'm not sure exactly of the timing, but he and I had been talking about the fact that you have to be able to see the 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 sky. It's got to have a clear to the sky. And I, I'm talking to him, I'm probably on a Sunday, and I wake up on the next day and I, I, I was like, something's wrong with the eagle, something's wrong with the eagle. Now, I had programmed it to uh, rain because we needed the rain. And I didn't realize when I was getting so upset was that it had rained last night, but I didn't know it, okay, because it was a nice light rain that, you know, apparently didn't wake me up. And there wasn't any thunder because the dog would have woke me up. And so I go out there and I go to the eagle, and sure enough, I look up and the canopy that had been opened when I put it there was now completely, completely closed off and okay so I, I okay I gotta move this thing but the darn thing is really heavy <laughs> you know and it was in the ground and I'm going like oh my god how am I gonna get this out of here because I had put it kind of I mean the resin base of it was completely cir- encircled in the ground and so I just kind of like let me see can I get this out of here and the thing virtually popped out and it was nowhere, it was not registering on my body anywhere near the, the weight that I knew it was. Because I saw what the weight was on the packaging that brought it to me. And so I'm going like, well, I guess we're moving. And so I just walk, I, I start walking and I go to this area that I'm looking up. I got a clear canopy. It's much nearer the house. I've never worked with the energy field in that area all different places in the yard this is an acre of land it's got all sorts of vortexes and stuff so i sat it down and as soon as i did i felt my feet i could feel it in my feet there was a shift of energy and i realized that i had just put it on a ley line that was not it wasn't dormant but it was close to dormant and all of a sudden, this new ley line I wasn't even aware of was on the property, just engaged. And that made me stop and think about, okay, what was this all about? Because now I'm now I'm looking around and I'm going, it did rain. The eagle did work. Why was, what was, what happened? What was, and this was a story to get me to move it. Because I wasn't going to move it. But this is a story they put in my head. I had to have a clear you know, to the sky to get it, you know, to make me panic and move it. (laughs) So it's in this new place. And 
so then I start following. I started to analyze. Well, what is this ley line? What what kind of energy is it? Because it had been sitting in. Okay, it's an artificial ley line that was the that the, you know the, the somebody more somebody that's got a, a you know makes more money at this than I do. Somebody higher up had put in a energy line to connect with the Atlantean vortex because it's just off the coast. It's about 20 miles off the coast. And they, but it's underwater now. So they needed to be able to activate it, and they made this artificial line that we've been working with for 20, yeah, at least 20 years. And um, very powerful. It connects to a main, main ley line that actually connects to well, it connects to a lot of things. It connects to itself all over the world. It just it, we do energy work there, and it would take off all over the world. I mean, the fastest I ever saw us make an energy change to the planet and to see it come back was only about 20 minutes. But normally it would take much longer. I've seen it take you know two days or so before it all the planets resonating response to this new energy had taken hold it's very very powerful um place and so now i've got it on this other in this other place and the ley line the 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 word that comes to mind when i think of it is sweet it's sweet it's soft it's gentle it's nourishing it's a compassion it's like whoa this is an amazing this is an amazing energy and um yeah, I felt that that was the that was the ley line because there's subsystems in the ley lines there. That that was the ley line that they wanted to, or was naturally uh, linking us all in. And so by moving it to where I did, it was like, oh, okay, now we've got a we've got a solid n- new, essentially new, um, energy grid that just is just because of these four different. Uh, and eagles out there, um, so I just wanted to 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 explain that part of it, Jas- Yasmin. I see. I do want to call her Jasmine. <laughs> uh, Yasmin. Um, so, my question to you is: All right, let me let me put it this way. When I first was introduced to the eagle, um, I just sort of like was dealing with the mechanics of it. Put it together. Make sure it's got a clear thing. Is it in the? It's, it was above another energy device. You know everything right. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, my yard guy was over, and um, I said, "Kill it! Come here! Come here! Come here!" And he says, "Yeah, yeah. What do you need?" And I said, "I want you to put your hand over the top of those rods." And he looked at me, and he knows me well enough. Okay, and he did. And as soon as his hand got above him. He pulled back his hand really fast. He said, what the heck is that? And I said, okay, so it's working. I'm not deceiving myself because I could see the energy, but I just wanted to, to confirm it's on, it's working, you know? And um, so when, when you when you got the, 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 the device, how were you, how did you end, end up kind of like communicating with it? Because I had what what finally happened to me is I was like it was outside I wasn't with it I was I was inside and I'm thinking okay there's some way to be able to really 
uh, not control, but program. There's something more that I'm missing by thinking about whatever I was thinking about. How do I interact with this? And all of a sudden, I found myself inside, inside the eagle, inside the resin. Consciously, my consciousness, you know, with remote viewing, you throw in your consciousness. Well, now I'm inside this thing. And it was like, oh, 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 I'm in the control. I'm in the control room, you know. And so now whenever I'm asking Eagle to, if I'm, if I'm just saying, Eagle, the rain, don't, I, I, the yard man's here, Eagle, turn off the rain. You know, I'm main, mainly just thinking of giving that message to, to Eagle. But when I really am intent on doing, let's say, cosmic energy work, I will immerse myself inside of it and work. It's, it's, not, it's like you're not even conscious of what you're doing. It's not like you've got a conscious plan here. You know, you're just in there experiencing the energies and then saying in your mind, Okay, this is the picture of what we need to do. And then allowing the eagle to adjust itself to manifest that image. Now, that, that's how I'm working with it. What's your technique? Or do you have one? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so... When Mark dropped it over, he actually had his Rose Heart generator with him in his car. And so, um, you know, we, we put his next to mine because I have one. And I said, you know, let them talk, you know. <laughs> um, and then after he left, um, what I did was I initially, like the first couple days, I just... I went out there with the rose heart generator and I put that actually on top of the copper tubes. And then I held a copper tube in each one of my hands. And I, I used that to ground myself in the ground and just kind of let the energy kind of flow back and forth between myself and the Eagle and the rose heart generator, kind of letting everyone talk to each other. Um, my approach from an intention standpoint, just initially was, you know, I, when I meet someone in business, you, you don't just jump in and start, Hey, you know, that I want this and this and this. No, you introduce yourself. Um, you, you let the other person get comfortable with you. So that was my initial intention when I first got the Eagle was to just, let it get used to my energy and me get used to its energy and, and kind of see how things went for a couple days. Um, and, and that's where, you know, obviously it, you know, responded well, it liked me because <laughs> um, that was when the clouds cleared up um, within a couple days or the smoke cleared up within a couple days. And so, it, you know, then I, I just, kind of give it some time I was out there just giving it gratitude giving it love um and giving some time for an intention to develop with me that I felt would be in line with the eagle if that sort of makes sense 
Yes, thank you very much. Derek, um, you there? <laughs> he's been, because he's, are you there? I Derek? am. Okay. I've been enjoying the show. You're enjoying the show. Um, okay. What, what do you think about this? What, what's your take on, on uh, there's a map, I put a map up, and it shows the uh, connecting points, that how these things, I think, are connected. And, I, you know, probably I don't have California's point quite right or Minnesota's quite right, but I'm pretty sure about Massachusetts and uh, down here, I know where I live. And so it's, it's but it makes like a very interesting... Um, it's an image, if you look at it on the side, California being the the far point, that it is to me what we Walt and I have called the uh, the life the life. Um, it's a tetra. It's like a tetrahedon elongated. So it's it we call it the life pyramid, and we've used that life pyramid geometric shape to do a lot of energy work before. Uh, I did find it interesting that that's what I, what what I saw. But you you can take an overview of this. Can you give us any insight that you might like to share with us? Yeah, I'm actually looking at that map uh, you kind of drew on there as well, and that's exactly what I was seeing too. It was like an inverted pyramidal shape, you know, kind of upside down for those that are seeing the image. Um, but there's no upside down, of course. It's it's. Um, that make any difference. The um, one thing I'd like to note would be, um, of course, the energies, and you didn't mean it by this uh, drawing anyway, but the energies that are affected by these eagles are not contained within just that pyramid shape. Of course, there's a whole, uh, you can think toroidal donut shape around it, so it actually goes offshore. So if you're looking at California, Florida, and the Massachusetts one, um, those energies I'll put it this way. They cover more than the state they're in. So the donuts, as I'll just term them, are almost connected in there um, on each of these eagles. So it would behoove us all to get more uh, of these eagles, you know, through the U.S. and other places. But what I can tell you is also they're not just staying within that uh, that pyramidal shape that you're talking about as well. They're, they're getting bigger. I totally agree with you. Um when I was when I was put play, you know, focusing on the map and stuff, it's it's like, do you remember the Corellia fo- photographs we have where there's three different pieces? Actually, there's more, but there's these three pieces of shungite, and you can in the Corellian photography actually see the field of the shungite, and that's what I was focusing on when I looked at it. But then when Walt looked at it, he said, "Whoa, you can see the secondary field connection." And then I like, oh, you're right, because on top of the, you know, the three different nugget fields, there was this really big field because they had connected. And when they connect, it's like they reinforce, they, they keep feeding each other more and more energy so that the toroidal field gets bigger and bigger. And so I, I agree with you. That's what I saw. And, and I do feel that um, we need... I don't think we need more physically, but boy, I'll tell you, if you guys out there are working with your etheric versions of it, and I know some people don't understand that, but I'm talking to the people that do, please engage with the ones that are out there now. You know, think of the think of a, a massive grid, and of course, every place that it is, it's affecting the ley line, so ev- the whole world is being affected by this, not just the 
you know, the limitations of the fields themselves. So, um, any, give me more, Derek, because I love it when, when you read these things and I happen to see the same thing. No, that's awesome. I like you brought it up, how we're talking about the, the we'll call it the schematic of them right there, because when you have, again, for those that are looking at this image, um, just think the the northwest and the northeast, um, there's a connection, and there's others, but let's just go with those two. And then there's one in the middle in Minnesota. Well, because they're, the Minnesota one has another device on either side of it, it does boost and or um, I'll just I'll have to term it a pocket of energy on the other location to help them connect. So if there's others around, like connecting the dots, they'll connect easier. And then we've, Nancy, I don't know how much we've talked, but I've actually made, I don't know how many dozens of, we'll just call them mini cloud busters, little tiny ones that fit in the palm of your hand. Um, and I was talking about them, just calling them orgone devices with a um, the copper tube inside. We can put a little note in there and slide it down in there. So I don't know, maybe I called it a reprogrammable one or something. Um, but we have made lots of those, and those are connecting to, uh, by the way, to these, the ones that Walt has made. Nowhere near the energy size, or we'll just for the visual, the donut shape. So the Eagles are making massive donut shapes that are actually pulsing, and these smaller ones are, you know, little smaller grid points, you can say. Um, and the same with people's etheric versions. So, let me, well, let me bring up the map. Yeah, there's all over the place um, as the West Coast and on the both coasts of the U.S., there are multiple smaller grid points, you know, um, of, of cloud busters that people either Walter sold them or something, or maybe they've made their own from listening to shows. I don't know, but they're on the map and they're actually pulsing. So it's interesting where they all kind of connect to each other as well, um, regardless of, again, if you have the big eagle one or with the about five foot long copper tubes or smaller guys. Uh, they'll, they'll all have an effect. I actually have one of your uh, cloud busters, the small one, right in front of the computer here. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't even thought about it, but when I looked at it, I realized that it, it's now got multitudinous connections. Before, mm -hmm. oh, it was yeah. just, just sitting here, you know, doing its own thing, but, you know, and I hadn't looked at it from that standpoint, but... And, of course, the one I was, you know, I looked at it and I could feel it. It's connected to the eagle. But then when I, you know, sat back and, and really scanned it, I'm going like, it's connected to a whole bunch of stuff because I can see all this energetic connecting points. So um, so what, we're, what, we're gone, what, we're, what we've gone from is a shungite grid, just the regular shungite, to now this concept of energy devices being linked to each other. Uh, go, please. I was just going to say really quick before I have to step out um, because I have to prep for the next show. Um, so I'll have to leave here in just a couple minutes. But one, one add-on I wanted to say was to think about that little one on your desk, Nancy. It's kind of like your own personal little microphone. We're all part of the bigger um, band let's say, and so even those little guys in front of us will pick up your intention, and if we all hold similar intentions, we'll be in sync, and it'll be a cohesive, cohesive, I should say, um, energy that goes through these devices. So if we all think, you know, love and, you know, or a more general calmness in the environment or whatever we're focusing on at the time, um, everybody has a little microphone. Everybody's intentions are felt, I guess I could say heard, but they're felt in the greater environment. So it's just something to be aware of and think of. Um, and then also on the counter, 
maybe also be aware if you're, let's say, in a bad mood or, or just dramas happen in 3D, as it often does, you might not want to be, say, standing right on these devices or next to them or, or focusing on them as well. So it goes both ways. They're little, little frequency microphones, we'll call it. And I get it that frequencies and travel through microphones sound, but still, think of it that way. You're part of a, a greater band, so it does matter that you stay cohesive. Because one person, if there's a, I guess it'd be a chorus, maybe I'll say that. If there's one person out of sync or off of, uh, out of the chorus, not you know, in alignment with it, then you're really going to pick up on that. So just, again, uh, and I think all these devices are getting in people's hands with the right intentions. So it, it has a great effect, but they are pulsing really in sync right now when you look at the map and you look at it energetically, little, little flashes, and they're really, really close to being almost perfectly alignment. So that's, that's a, a great perspective from, from this angle, at least. Well, the, um, okay, each of these device. well, let's just talk about the two. You built one and Walt built one. But in both cases, they, because you guys built them, the, the energies that you have are in the devices already. They're, you can't not do anything without having your energies, you know, influence what you're doing. And I can tell you honestly that these devices are so full of the love energy. It's almost pre-programmed with love energy. Uh, Yasmin, I bet you feel the same thing. Mark, you've touched it. You probably do, too. Absolutely. Um, and just going back to what Derek pointed out about, you know, not being in the vicinity if you're in not in a great mood, um, I by accepting this eagle i've i've kind of taken that pretty seriously and um you know with to quote the spider-man movie <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility and so i it's kind of forced me to level up and um clean up my own intentions and go about my life and my business in a very clean well-rounded way Nice, 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 nice. Um, Derek, did you want to go, or would you like to say, you know, anything about what anything? <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to step away for about ten minutes uh, just to finish opening up the store. But I, I do want to take this real quick opportunity to thank Yasmin, Mark, yourself, and all the listeners. Um, it's been a fantastic show. We're going to have to have Yasmin back on. She's she's wonderful to listen to. Okay, from Derek's mouth to your ears, Yasmin. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Okay, so we'll be doing metaphysical perspectives at the top of the hour. No guests. You're going to have to put up with me and Derek and Jalissa. <laughs> but um, it should be a good show because there's so much there's so much in the in the world of metaphysics to even talk about. I mean, can you imagine the people out there that that would be listening to this show you know they must think we're really raving maniacs <laughs> but it works it works um okay i'm going to assume you've gone uh yes dolly's saying yes bring her back please <laughs> uh there's a lot of chat <laughs> yeah, there's so much chat going on right now um 
it's very interesting what Shungai, I mean, if you go back over the last, you know, well, since 2014, shows that Walt and I have done together with other people, one of the things that is very, was kind of like, oh, how interesting is that? When he he had taken a cloudbuster and sent it to California, there's another cloudbuster in California, by the way, um, but it does not have, I'm not sure if it's got... Walt, if you're listening to me, does that one have the Shungite in it, too? It probably does. I don't remember the timing. Um, but it certainly does not have the nectar in it. Um, but So he, he had that one in California, and he's in Minnesota. And he says, Shimana, you know, he does... What I'd call remote viewing is similar to what Walt calls shamanic journeying. And so he's sitting in Minnesota, but he starts focusing on the California uh, cloudbuster. And as he was doing that, he's out of body type. It's not out of body. It's just your conscious mind is kind of like extended itself to look at a different place. Because remember, you know, you can go anywhere with your mind. And that's just the key to, to really expanding your perception of reality. And so he goes and he's looking at California and all of a sudden he becomes aware of a seemingly UFO coming out of the air. But he intuitively knew that this was more like an etheric. It was coming maybe from a different dimension. There was something not, it wasn't like a 3D vehicle that was suddenly there because how could he see it with his eyes? He can all, He's perceiving it, you know, not with a 3D eye, but the consciousness imagining of what what is what is that you know, but it's as real as the 3D. It just isn't real for the people that don't understand this, but it's real. And he suddenly realized that the people who were on this particular vehicle had been drawn to the area of California to because of the cloudbuster they're trying to figure out what the heck is down there that's causing all these energy fluctuations and so as it got closer to the field of the shungite that's what brought it into let's say the 3d arena and he could see it now you know remember he's doing a shamanic journey type of thing so he's seeing it from you know in in his mind not with his eyes but he sees this thing and he gets drawn into the people inside of it who are in a state of panic. Something's going wrong with their vessel. And Walt perceived that when it hit the Shungite field, the vessel itself started to disintegrate. That it couldn't maintain its molecular cohesion when it entered the Shungite field, which makes sense. Okay, at a lot of different levels. And they couldn't do anything. It just, you know. And so he tells me this story, and I'm like, wow, that's really fascinating. Because first off, I had never really thought about an etheric aircraft, you know, a spacecraft or whatever, an etheric craft. Um, but then later on, he was doing shamanic journeys, and and it, it didn't happen initially in his, his, you know, years of doing this work. But then all of a sudden, instead of finding guides that are, he would go in with somebody's questions about, ask my guides this, that, or the other thing. That was basically the modality of what he was doing. And now he's not confronting 
guides as he knew them, he was confronting ETs. And the ETs told him that they couldn't have Shungite uh, on their vessels. And they even gave him, at one point he asked them, why? And they said, well, you're going to disrupt the navigation system, the stability system. It's because it's it's running contrary to the field of Shungite. The Shungite comes in and it disrupts the field. But we need that contrary field to be able to do what we're doing with our our vehicle. So um, anyway, um, what, what, what we're talking about here is that Shungite is something that, it, well, it, it's infinite power in a finite object. It has virtually every mineral in the periodic element in the periodic chart of elements, which means that you have something that has everything that you need to, for life. I think it was the place that life really began on the planet. I'm not talking human life. I'm talking about life because some of the earliest vestiges of early life are found in the Karelia area. And I believe that Gaia got to a point of, okay, so I've got this planet now. It's getting cooled off. It's, it's you know, going to be able to have life, but how do I get the, the ingredients for it? And so God or ETs or whoever sent the Shungite through the cosmos, picking up all of the elements that we needed for life and plunked it down in Karelia. Boom. There you go. You got your energy packet. And so to me, if, if, if that's true, which I believe it is, then when we get to 2020 and there is a blue plasma ball that comes and explodes over the same spot, the Shungite field, imbued it with energies that now are not for life itself, but for a new life, an expanded enhancement of life and what we can be and do. So for my, my take on this whole thing is that these energy devices, the eagle, everything about them, we're only on the, in the beginning of this, Yasmin. You know, it's like, where do we take it next? What do we do with it? We've got to sit with it for a while. We've got to clean up the California situation. We've got to keep tropical storms off of my back. Massachusetts was having a lot of problems with, with their weather. That seems to have, have settled down. And, you know, the more people that engage with it from an etheric standpoint, uh, and, you know, you can do it with your mind. You don't need to have the photographs and everything. You get, we're, we're, we're learning from these devices. So, you know, just take a take California one, look at it, say, Would, can I work with you, you know? And then we tell, them, we tell people, take the picture. You know, use the picture of the, the cloud buster you want to attune with. And as a, as a focus point, but if you're good with your mind and your imagination, all you have to do is see it in your mind and then communicate with it. And, you know, one of the things I did learn working with Walt's devices is that it can take many types of programming. It's not just one program. 
And I got that when I had a cat that was having a little bit of a problem, and I, I had the, uh, the tur turpentine one working on me, and I said, stop working on me and work on the cat. And I said, well, I can do both at the same time. So anyway, we're getting to the end of this uh, show. Your husband has already thanked everybody. I guess he's gone away. <laughs> I don't know where he went, but he's not there anymore. And... Um, Mark, you want to say anything more to Yasmin or myself or just a summation? Yeah, I'll save it for the next show because we only got what, a minute and a half to let the rest for Yasmin to uh, close up. Okay. Yasmin. Okay. I Well, I absolutely agree with you, Nancy. I mean, there's no shortage of work that needs to be done. Um, obviously, we have to shore up our, our own lives so that we – have the resources to um, to do other works, but I, I think we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg here. Um, I I think there's very powerful work that these eagles are going to do, and with our help and with everyone else's help that's listening to this show right now, and um, the others that are going to come on board, you know, weeks, months from now, it's. Um, it's definitely something that's building, and I'm I'm honored to uh, be here to be a part of it all. And I'm so happy you're here because you're just such a good observer. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Uh, I appreciate you. Know, I appreciate all of the people that take their time to listen to us and participate. Even if you're not in chat, you're still participating. We're all connected energetically. But when we get somebody that comes out of chat, comes out because they've been a listener, and then is in on the show and provides their own amazing insight into the same subjects, it's just it, it's a really good way to live. You know what I'm saying? Share. Learn. Um, okay, so you want to say goodbye to everybody there? <laughs> you too. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> For now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jasmine. All right. And right after this is Metaphysical Perspective. Thanks, everybody. Be safe. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.